You're listening to Mr. Suave at MrSuave.com. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. And going, and going. It takes a licking and keeps on picking. Where's the beef? I can't believe I ate that all thing. Where's the beef? You ate it, Ralph. Just let her put you in the driver's seat today. You'll wonder where the yellow went when you brush your teeth with Pepsi. Did flop, flop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Good to the last drop. Bounty's the quicker picker-upper. Piss it off. Does she? Piss it all off. Doesn't she? They make money the old-fashioned way. They earn it. They're great. Are those bugle boy jeans that you're wearing? You got the right one, baby. Pizza, pizza. Don't leave home without it.
but you're wasting your time. I think I can safely say you could get anything you want by working for me, Colin. What, and selling things to people who don't want them? Never things, Colin. We don't sell things. We sell dreams. Welcome to Modcast number 482. Uh, the truth is, don't have a name for this show yet, even though it's the 15th anniversary show, sort of. And I am joined by my co-host, my co-pilot, uh, the longtime friend of the show, Ken. DJ Ken from The Shingles. How are you, Ken? Hey, I'm good, Rob. How about uh, Mr. Suave Sells Out? That would be uh, pretty good. It's a little bit on the nose, but... Well, sure. <laughs> I, because I'm going to make so much money off this week, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a good title because we are looking at uh, marketing, commercialization. I don't know how you describe it exactly. Songs used in commercials that we love and like now they're going to the masses selling out, I suppose. Wait, do we love the commercials or the songs? Uh, both. All right. That would be both. Uh, what was that first song? That was the Buzzcocks, and man, you want to talk about selling out? I guess kind of. That's that's the ultimate heartbreak. Is uh, that's Buzzcocks with everybody's happy nowadays, and that was for ARP, which stands for what, Rob? Um, I it's something associated retired people. Things American the Association, Association of Retired People. Yeah, so they were marketing that to their audience, their target audience, which I guess is us. I, ARP. Yeah, I guess the so. We're the people that will uh, keep that uh, association afloat at some point, I suppose. But imagine the Buzzcocks, 1979, I'm guessing, maybe 1980. Everything's happening yeah. nowadays. And and that era and that song, and now it's being used to help us all uh, plan for our retirement. Well, the one nice thing is when this when this song came out for that commercial, Pete Shelley was still alive to enjoy the money he made off of that. So well, That's true. <laughs> and it's gone true. now. And you know, there's a there is a famous I don't know if it's famous. There's a clip, an interesting one from Henry Rollins talking about selling out. And his point is bands pour their heart into making songs that eventually are bought and sold and used in commercialization for which they do get money. Yeah. And why is that a bad thing? Why is it horrible that they get some remuneration for this thing that they created? I I I well, it's like it's like it, um, it's like the Beach Boys and Bob Dylan selling their catalog now. What's happening nowadays? Is that they're cashing out their you know? It's like they're cashing out their IRA, their their four hundred one k, in a way. Yeah, but I mean, haven't they earned it over the years? I mean, they get to sell their catalog at some point. The Beatles did it. Michael Jackson does well, it. The Beatles didn't do it willingly. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose that's probably right. I don't know. That's um, a complicated story, but uh, it did not happen willingly. Yeah, I, I, I'm never upset if artists make money off their music. What their music is used for, sometimes they have a say over that. Once they sell it, sometimes they don't. And that I get kind of like it's used. Like the Buzzcocks, do you think Pete Shelley had any say whatsoever in the fact that this song was used for AARP? Probably you know, not. 
it, it depends on uh, what his deal with his publishing company yeah. is. If he gets a uh, right to refusal and all that stuff, it's once again a lot of legalese, and uh, some people have the power over how their songs are used, and other ones don't at all. Yeah. Anyhow, what we're gonna do is play a bunch of songs where people made money or didn't. <laughs> Either way, the songs were used in commercials for the most part because they we're were. all products of good marketing. Pretty especially much. nowadays. So, <laughs> um, all right, we got a short little set coming up and we're going to kick it off right now with um, something from the 90s, a little sugary treat commercial thing from The Muffs.
jerk it out When you jerk it out Shut up, hush your mouth Can't you hear you talk too loud No, I can't hear nothing Cause I got my head up in the clouds I fight up anything that I can't chew I'm chasing cars up and down
All right, here we are back on Modcast number 482. Uh, Mr. Suave sells out, apparently. I think that's what we finally decided, right? Um, it's your show. I'm going <laughs> to. Uh, that last one was from the Caesars, and it was one of the songs that uh, there are a few of these, I guess, that came up, for me at least, uh, that were used to advertise Apple products, which... Not everyone is a fan of, including myself. I hate Apple stuff. You know, I hate Apple too, but if it wasn't for Apple iPod, this, uh, the Mr. Suave's Mod Mod world wouldn't exist. So one more reason to hate Apple. <laughs> this is kind of a 15th anniversary show, and uh, 15 years ago, May, technically May, 20, wow. uh, let's see, it would have been 2006. I got an iPod for my birthday from Mrs. Suave. I used it to load up music and start listening to it while I was walking the dog, and it kind of led to the fact that I created this show. So, you know, there's a kind of a connection there. I'm not a huge Apple fan, but I did enjoy my iPod for a long time until it finally died after 12 or 13, 14 years or something. That's a long run. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good run. But that last song, that was the Caesars with Jerk It Out. And it was one of the most popular songs that uh, came out of sort of the early Apple iPod uh, marketing, I guess. It was for one of the very first versions of the iPod Shuffle 2005. Song, it's got a great garage vibe to it. I like it. Right. They really uh, got lightning in the bottle with the Caesars, who were huge at the time. They, they kind of fizzled out, but uh, that particular album, actually album and EP from the early aughts, um, was on everything and used for a ton of commercials, but that was one of the big ones, uh, Jerk It Out. Yeah, they certainly um, made the most out of that one because they did, like you said, use it in a lot of places. Yeah. And at one point, I think they were actually called, the, the band was called like Caesar's Casino at one point and got in trouble maybe early on. Yeah, they had several names. I don't know if it was a licensing thing or what that was about uh and then right before that uh it was the danny warhols right danny warhols for uh, gm products uh, i believe they use it for the camaro um funny they use it because it has a the line is the first line is you got a great car the second line is yeah what's wrong with it today <laughs> which they neatly cut out of the commercial let's see that is kind of funny yeah <laughs> uh. Uh, and then we kicked it off with The Muffs, and I love The Muffs. They might be the band that most personifies in some weird way the kind of idea of pop punk. You know, it's, they, but they have all these reference points from the 60s to the 80s, and then when they were more contemporary. But that one was a song that they did for Fruitopia, of all things. Remember Fruitopia? Like I do. The roll up like fruit thing you ate? I do. <laughs> yeah, they did this song in the early 90s, and um, they, they got kind of personified by it. And uh, people loved it and loved them and the food because they heard them with it. So I think it probably opened them up to a whole new market, right? Like something that they had never been exposed to maybe before. And I know from reading, the band said, you know, it did kind of pay for a lot of things for us for a couple of years there. Oh, it had to have. Uh, it was a breakthrough moment for the band for, you know, like one of LA's darlings that really wasn't big until, what, like the second, third album maybe. Yeah. 
And this was off their first album. So yeah. they actually cashed in early on, maybe. Uh, in a way, sort of. Uh, that was Everywhere I Go. And I guess Fruitopia thought they should be everywhere you go. And uh, rest in peace, Kim Shattuck. Yeah, no kidding, right? That's a uh, uh, sad story. And she had Lou Gehrig's disease. And yeah. actually recorded the last album with the band, like where she was in a room doing vocals separate from them, but she was so wanting to be involved that like she insisted on recording the vocals and being there. And when you hear it, it's it's a the songs are great. The vocals, you can tell that she is, you know, trying to really push it out. And there's a couple of songs that are really really fantastic off that last album. It's really too bad. Okay, let's move on to something a bit happier, more upbeat. Let's listen to this next great set.
Sneakers and uncommercial for the Uncola. 7-Up. If you're wet and wild and made to go the Colas one better, who needs commercials? This uncommercial was brought to you by the Uncola. 7-Up. I'm in the persuasion business. And frankly, I'm disappointed by your presentation. And that's Supergrass with All Right. And that's uh, they're using that right now for Enbrel, which is an osteoporosis medication. Uh, once again, their target market. Uh, if you like Britpop in 95, you're probably a candidate now for osteoporosis. So enjoy your youth being stolen from you and Supergrass, who I'm sure were thinking about Enbrel and osteoporosis when they wrote All Right. In uh, what was that, 1995, that album came out. I should I'm Coco. still over Enbrel. <laughs> that was three drugs ago for me. <laughs> Are up before that, the Fratellis and Flathead. What's that about? Well, that's about the Fratellis and Flathead. No, what commercial was it on? It, it was another one of the Apple iPod commercials. It was one of the very first, not the first, but it was early. In what the, is with uh, all this Apple shit, dude? <laughs> hey, I can't help it if they have better music taste than they have, you know, product uh, development. No, they have, they have a very good... Uh, ad department and or they whatever agency they were hooked up to in the aughts it is true um there were a few places in the aughts and late 90s in the early 2000s that had some great music marketing departments remember those gap commercials well sure and they did a jump driving whale with uh, brian setzer and yeah yeah they did a ton of really for that time it was groundbreaking for people that weren't already familiar with it we were kind of like hey you're catching up to what we've been listening to but it yeah. was uh, it brought james clark and all these kind of loungy sort of acts to the forefront and target did the same thing in the 2000s and apple definitely did that in a way with a lot of bands like the fratellis that uh, i think certainly got a boost out of that uh, the song Flathead, it was on their first album. I think it's a self-titled album. It, it can't hurt that Apple picks you to be on a commercial for them, right? Well, it's just it's smart marketing to get something catchy, and that's what that was all about, is yeah. getting a catchy tune, catching someone's ear, and selling them your wares. Hey, uh, I like the Fratellis. I think they have a lot of catchy tunes. Uh, one of the greatest shows that I saw uh, right before the pandemic hit was the Fratellis came to Seattle. In 2019, I saw three shows, three nights in a row. Joe Jackson, Paul Weller, and the Fratellis, all in the same venue. It was kind of an accident, but uh, it was a great way to go out <laughs> and then haven't been to a yeah. concert since. Wow. Yeah. Pretty good three nights in a row, though. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. No, it was nice. I'm looking forward to seeing anything live again. Um, I've been to a few places you know starting to get back out there as people are but i have not been to a concert yet hey speaking of uh, sort of a uh, veering off a little bit uh, what do you think of uh, weller putting out two albums in like a calendar year how amazing is that what else did he have to do right 
Uh, well, everyone's in the same boat. No one else is putting out two albums in calendar year. Good for him. I mean, good for him. Yeah. I, I'm enjoying the new album. You know, I don't like it as much as I liked On Sunset. I thought On Sunset was really, really good. I agree with you 100%. Uh, there are parts of the new album that I think are overproduced a little bit, but there are some great songs on there, too. I love Testify. It's a fantastic oh, yeah. track. Um, Fat Pop, actually, uh, is a really good pop song. Um, I, I'm enjoying the new album a lot. Do I think it's going to be one of his greatest ever? Maybe not, but lots of people seem to think so since he's hitting the charts pretty hard. Hey, came in at number one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hitting it pretty hard. <laughs> Good for him. And that'll be a preview for the summer show. I'll be doing with uh, with I'll be doing the summer show with Mike Simmons from Sparkle Jets uh, in the next coming month or whatever. And that'll be a preview. Uh, I'll probably use "On Sunset" as one of the summer tracks. Uh, it's his like a uh, love letter to L.A. Actually, it's kind of cool. Right. Is that the one that he did the video for? On yeah, we're yeah, driving we're down Clinton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of specific on Sunset. True. All right. Before that, we heard the Speedies with "Let Me Take Your Photo" for HP Photo Printers. Speedies were a late '70s punky New Yorky band. Uh, that was oh, they never had any hits. <laughs> that was their posthumous kind of like claim to fame was was this little uh, you know song you can pogo to. Let me take your photo. Uh, that's actually the remastered version of Let Me Take Your Photo. But, uh, fun song. And how much money do we hope they made off of that? <laughs> uh, HP, who knows who know, who owns the licensing, but, uh... I know. You know, a buyout for that, uh... Yeah. God, was that mid-2000s? You know, at least quarter of a million to half a million, maybe more. Really? Wow, that would be... That would be impressive, I think. Because, you know, oh, that yeah. song didn't a, a do buyout. that. It didn't do... I mean, how many albums were pressed? <laughs> 2,500, <laughs> if you're lucky. A buyout for a national, uh, which is a, a commercial place coast to coast, uh, pretty substantial bucks. Side note, I, I used to work in the ad industry, so this is why I kind of know about this kind of crap. You're my ringer. <laughs> All right. As always, people can check out the full track list over at uh, com. Don't forget to spell out the Mr. And I'm going to throw up some of the ads that these songs were featured in, just the videos and things, uh, as well. I'm just going to throw up. <laughs> What's that? I said I'm just going to throw up. <laughs> oh, well, that's okay, too. Just uh, keep a bucket nearby. We get another set coming up that I don't think will make you throw up. I'm pretty sure that it uh, it should keep you from doing that. Oh, well. Now we've got some, well, especially that last song is going to help if I do throw up. But uh, what's coming up, Rob? Uh, next up specifically, we got a little bit of a soul tune from Marlena Shaw. Right here on Mr. Swaz Mod Mod World.
these bands are not being co-opted or selling out at all. Selling out is when you make the record you're told to make instead of the one you want to make. I wonder if it ever occurred to these people that the reason the music of these interesting and alternative bands is being recruited is because their fans are now the ones calling the shots. In other words, we have arrived! Welcome back to Modcast number 482. We are still going through all of our songs about uh, commercialization of music. What was that last one was from T-Bones, right, Ken? Yeah, it's from the 60s. It's the T-Bones with no matter what shape, in, in parentheses, it's your stomach is in. Uh, <laughs> it had been written as a jingle for Alka-Seltzer, and it was uh, recorded yeah. by the Wrecking Crew uh, here in L.A. And then uh, the song became really popular, and people were requesting it on the radio. So they recorded a full version of it, a, a single version of it, wow. and then uh, and then they wanted them to go on tour, and none of the guys in the Wrecking Crew wanted to go on tour because they were studio musicians. They were making bank, recording you know recording every hop song from the sixties. Yeah. So monkey monkey style, they hired a, a band to be the T Bones, uh, who were then on the album cover and uh, toured as the T Bones, and none of them ever played on the records. So, the Wrecking Crew was so busy they needed a Wrecking Crew for the Wrecking Crew. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Right before that was Sharon Jones. Ah, yeah, Sharon Jones. The late great Sharon Jones and the Dab Kings. I know. Doing a cover of a uh, Greg Holman's Midnight Rider for uh, Lincoln Continental. We were talking about this before the commercial. Uh, was them recording <laughs> yeah. or them playing live on the stage, and then the camera kind of pulling out, and it as it pulls out, it pulls out of a car stereo, then it pans up. To the driver, and it's Matthew McConaughey driving his Lincoln. Right. Moving to Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. That's a great cover, though. Um, Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings didn't do a ton of com- covers, but holy God, that's a good one. Yeah, when they do covers, they do them right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and and it's always that case with great artists, isn't it? You know, they when they choose a cover, it's amazing. When you can write your own songs that are so amazing... You know how to pick a really amazing song if you're going to do one cover or a few covers, you know, uh, and get it exactly right. And they kind of nail it. Well, I like people that cover songs that bring something new to it. Um, I don't like note-for-note exact covers of songs. What's the point of that? Well, Um, Also, I have a problem with with people that cover Beatles songs because you can't really improve those. I have a problem with people who cover Sinatra songs. Uh, I'm looking at you, Michael Buble. Or, you know, songs that someone has made their own. Just something you just can't improve on. I I don't totally disagree. I understand taking a cover and giving it a twist and making it your own in a way that just brings new life to a song, which always proves how good a song is if it can stand that sort of test of time or stretch or whatever it is that, you know, when somebody puts it through a blender, right? Great songs sound great, regardless because they're great songs but i also like tribute songs where they do a a very reverential sort of treatment to a a song because they just love it and so yeah it's kind of note by note but 
that can be good. Yeah, not not really. <laughs> you're you're not as uh, convinced as I am. I sent a future uh, show that we could have battling back and forth with covers. I can assure you there will be no Beatles covers for me, even from the Jam, who did a good job with, you know, Anya Birdkin singing. And you know, and, let, let's face it, uh, start was Taxman. So yeah, right. I was <laughs> thinking Taxman, but Anya yeah. Birdkin singing is actually the cover. All right, and then way up top, not way up top, but the beginning of that little set, we had Marlena Shaw, uh, California Soul, which, you know, is just a great song. It's an in, it's a song you enjoy hearing, which is why it would be used in commercial advertising, I suppose. Yeah, and they used it for, for several things. Uh, it had a little peek there. You said it, uh, yes. you saw it in Apple commercials. Here, it was a... Uh, it was about California Soul for, I forgot, Chrysler. I don't know. I forgot what kind Selling of cars. Uh, you know, Selling it's cars. the kind of song that could sell anything, sort of. And again, when you get a good song, it's a good song regardless. What you want is a song that's going to put people in the mood to buy something. Or at least to be in the mood to, to be <laughs> open to something. You don't want a real downer, you know? You know, on, on a related note, why was it that like when we were kids... Supermarkets and department stores played Muzak. I mean, did that put you in the mood for shopping, or was it? Or just did kind of it like put your parents like in the mood music? for shopping? We weren't shopping. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't spending any money. I was spending my parents' money, if anything. That's a good question, though. That's yeah, true. Muzak, right? Uh, the kind of elevator music is what it kind of came to be known, I suppose, right? That, or you know, like soft pop versions of, of popular songs or, or original stuff. You know, I have tons of the catalog music that they use for, for commercials and stuff. It's really interesting stuff. Um, and I enjoy listening to it now, but yeah, when you use it for, in the context of, uh, you know, shopping at Kmart or, you know, at Food King right. or whatever, you know? So what Kmart or Food King was playing, was it recorded? It, it wasn't the originals of the songs. It was somebody's sort of soft pop recording of it. But also that meant they didn't have to pay as much. So it had to do with what yeah. they could afford to buy to play in the background. Yeah, plus the, the company Muzak at, at one time had their own recording studios and they had their own orchestras. And they recorded right. their own things and sent out you know, these, these vinyl records or reel-to-reel or -reel tapes to all the department stores and that was their business. Yeah, it was library music. And not library, but yeah. it was a library of music, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's kind of funny. I remember reading about Jerry Dammers talking about being in America and hearing that background music, which influenced him. And we've talked about that before on shows, you know, like the influence of elevator music and music on contemporary artists and I'm dating myself. Hence, hence the second specials album. <laughs> yeah, right. That's not exactly contemporary. But the influence on the specials or so many other artists over the past 20, 30, 40 years of that kind of music is pretty amazing. So commercial music, advertising music, music that's on TV for commercial purposes or in other places for commercial purposes has had a huge impact on everything. Well, sure. I mean, it's, you know, why we're doing this show, I guess. Well, plus that, and you're like, we need to record a 15th anniversary show, so. I know, right? You you only get one 15th anniversary. Uh, 
2006 to 2021, 482. This show's number 42. You're getting so close to 500. What are you going to do? Uh, retire. All right. I'm just going to live off all my money in the Cayman Islands, you uh, know, like all yeah. the rich guys, because this this modcast has just, man, it is a watershed of money. That sweet modcast residual. <laughs> all right. So we've got a tiny set, two songs coming up, two, just two songs. And then two. And they're not even special songs. They're just songs. They're just songs. Well, they're all just songs. Uh, we get two, and then a brief thing, and then another one, and we're, uh, yeah, we're out. So, so we got two more. Let's do that right now.
morning there's a snap around the place. Wake up in the morning there's a crackle in your face. Wake up in the morning there's a pop that really says life. This is for you and you and you. For on the milk and listen to the snap that says it's nice. For on the milk and listen to the crackle of that rice. Get up in the morning to the pop that says it's rice. Hear them talking crisp rice krispies. We are still going through our songs. We had just a couple there. What was that last one there? That was The Clash with their cover of Pressure Drop for the very mediocre Nissan Rogue, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Are we certified to be giving car reviews? Uh, You could be Click, I'll be Clack. How about that? They're retired, right? I think one of them's dead now, so. I I think they're more than retired, yeah. (laughs) One of them's definitely retired. Yeah, well... Shout out to the NPR listeners. <laughs> you can't go wrong with a Clash song or the idea of the Clash being involved in making money off their songs. Well, they waited till Joe Strummer was well dead to pull that crap. So, Although, I was just reading about the Us Festival, the, the one where they I was there. held out for more money. They held out for a million dollars cash. <laughs> right. And then when they were trying to make it seem like they were... Uh, charitable or something the actual organizers of the us festival during the actual concert got pissed and put up on the big screen the picture of their check for a million dollars because they were going on and on on stage about how they weren't getting paid and they were not yeah that was a steve wozniak uh yeah right yeah i was that i was at that show and also was that at the Ontario Motor Speedway or something? Yeah. No, no, it, it was at uh, Glen Helen. Glen, oh, Glen Helen. Wow. That was that must have been a great day, regardless of their paycheck. It was really hot and gross. Um, also, one thing that people don't really remember about that gig is that that was the last time that the Clash Popper played together. Yeah, their last ever. Yeah. Nick Jones was out of there after that. Yeah. Anyhow, pressure drop. Yeah, good cover. Speaking of covers, as we were before in the last segment, uh, Pressure Drop. I, who did the original Pressure Drop? I don't remember. Over an old Scottish reggae kind of thing. But uh, yeah, the Clash did a great job with it. And before that, we heard Franz Ferdinand with No You Girls. And what was that for? Well, it was for... Uh, it was twice for Apple. Products. Again, with the Apple. <laughs> Once for an Apple product, they did it for... An, it was used for an iPod commercial and it was used for something to do with apple apps too at some point because at some point they owned the rights to it so they just used it again because it's a good song because they paid a lot of cash money for it so they they would use the hell out of it you know if i'm those guys i'm pretty happy that i got all that money to spend in scotland (laughs) that's true you buy a lot Um, of haggis with that kind of money i love friends for I didn't love seeing them live. Their light shows. Wait, the man or the band? <laughs> the man predating. Yeah, all right, fair enough. As as so many people have. 
All right. Uh, you know, this is this has been good. It's uh, 15th anniversary of the show, so only proper that I get the guy who's been here almost as many times as I have. How many uh, Halloween shows have you done? 14, maybe? Uh, 13, 14? Yeah, 13 or 14. I think 13 was the last one, last October. Um, yeah, I'll keep doing them as long as you let me do them. And our Christmas shows that are infamously really horrible. So, yeah, I appreciate it, Ken, over the years that you have uh, come and done that. And you and, and Mike, and uh, you've done you've done your own. You know, you've been on the show a bunch of times just doing shows. And you and Mike Simmons have done the summer shows for a few years, anyhow. And there are, the one there's, coming up. They're sporadic. Uh, yeah, we'd like to do them every year, but just a, Mike's a teacher, and he does. he's always super, super busy. So whenever I can squeeze some time in, um, luckily he has all the recording facilities at his house as well. Um, you know, it's nice. He has he has like a nice board and nice microphones. So he's a teacher. Yeah. But he's busy during the summer. Yeah, he works on he works at uh, a school that teaches media and uh, a bunch of computer stuff, and uh, they work him to death. Uh, he gets literally like maybe two and a half, three weeks of him time uh, when he's not working on projects for the school school district. Yeah, frankly, you overwork him. I hope he's getting paid well. You know, most teachers are overworked and underappreciated. Everybody kind of knows this. It's so cliche that it goes by the board, right? Anyhow, yeah. that's a whole other show. It is. We could do it some other time. Seeing as we're both married to educators, yeah. <laughs> we we have a little inside info on that, right? You a little know, inside baseball, yes. We under, understand how that works, or does it work, as the case may be. Speaking of baseball, why do your M suck so much, dude? Dude, we just swept the Rangers. Yeah, but you couldn't beat the goddamn Padres? Uh, did you hear what I said? We swept the <laughs> Rangers. This is like the height of baseball. There's one team worse than the Mariners, and we swept them. Let me slow clap for you. When are we gonna? We have to do a baseball show sometime when it matters. Yeah. You, you get. You're lucky. You're in Southern California. You have the Dodgers. You have the Angels. By distance, you have the Padres and the Giants. I mean, your state is full of baseball teams that actually win games for the most part. Kind of. I mean, right now, you know, the three National League teams are are doing well. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Three out of four of them are doing well. I'm uh, in five. Seattle. We have five, we have five in California. Five. What's the fifth? Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Nope. The A's. The A's. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> well, I don't know. We all, we all have one of those. Teams. The A's have to have to operate like a small market team, even though they're in the Bay Area, because just wait for August. In <laughs> August, A's are always lights out. Yeah, actually. They do kind of hit their groove. Uh, you know, if, if they played in a real stadium, which they might, uh, they talked about moving to Las Vegas. <laughs> they built them one. God, the Coliseum, the Oakland Coliseum is just not suitable for professional sports. It, it, it never was. And, you know, that place in, uh, God, there's some bad stadiums still. That, that one, Tampa Bay, uh, that was an airport. <laughs> an airport. I, that's, a, that's a nice description. Yeah, it's not a good place. Uh, and it's ugly from the outside too, which is, you know, some stadiums like are deceptively attractive, and you go inside and they're kind of junky. No, you see, you see Tampa, the race stadium, and yeah, it's just ugly on the outside and even uglier on the inside. Uh, the Coliseum, Oakland Coliseum, is just old. Um, 
and it, it never really was a good place for them to play. And, you know, I was just reading this week that they're sending uh, people out to look at Vegas and a few, and, uh, and Portland. I know, Portland, yeah. right? Because what Portland needs is a baseball team. Maybe they do it because, you know, Portland they loves their soccer team. They can barely keep Chipotle alive. How are but, they going to support a baseball team? Portland really supports their soccer team. So think about that. But so do you guys. fans are not baseball fans. We yeah. have veered into a whole other podcast, which <laughs> I'm going to invite you back for. I'm going to invite um, Mike Patton from Vista Blue. Oh, that'd be great. Because all the baseball songs. I'd love that. And um, we'll do a show about baseball and just, you know. Dude, I could go on, on and on about soccer. Soccer season just ended, so I'm a little bummed out. There were things happening. I mean, you know, the, the Euro Cup's happening, the uh, World Cup's happening next year. Well, you say soccer season has ended, but not in America. Well, you know, real soccer season. Real soccer season. <laughs> no, I, you know, I'm, I'm a Galaxy here, fan. talking but... about the Sounders. Because yeah. in Seattle, we have a team. It's the only one of our team. Well, the Seahawks are competitive. But the Sounders are, like, bona fide, like, serious. No, they're a good team. In yeah. MLS. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is... The best American athletes have to go play in Europe to become better players. That's just the way it is. And then, you know, older European players like to come to America and cash them paychecks and, you know, live back for a while. Friends. Yeah. yeah. All right. We got one more song. Just one. It's a good one. Uh, it's a good one, yeah. right? <laughs> it, is, it is so appropriate for, uh, for what it is. It's hard not to laugh. But, you know, you got to make money and you got to figure... You have to have a sense of humor about it too, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I think that's obviously what they were shooting for is, uh, well, go ahead and tell them what it is. Uh, well, I mean, we've all heard Johnny Cash sing Ring of Fire. It burns, it burns. burns. <laughs> it burns. But have you heard him sing it for uh, Preparation H? And he did. <laughs> uh, because, you know, good songs need good marketing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that one wrote itself, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah been great to have you here ken thank you for coming on the show once again happy anniversary mr Swab. uh 15 years incredible work your stick to it this is pretty amazing dude uh you've put out 400 was 82 is this one this is 482 so you were 18 away from the big 500 i know right i couldn't have 500 yet but someday that's not bad that's that's fairly consistent i mean almost 500 shows in 15 years that's you know, and how much did you pay for this show? Let me ask you that, folks. Oh, you do not even want to know how much I paid for this how show. Much? No, I mean you. I meant the, the listener. But, yeah. You know, I know how much you pay. Yeah. yeah what did the listener pay? Oh, wait. Let's consider. <laughs> now we're getting way off track. Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire. Thank you once again, Ken. Thank you. Uh, MrSuave.com. I can't tell you enough to just go there. Leave me a comment. I mean, just say whether or not you heard us talk about Preparation H. Spell out the mister. <laughs> or the preparation. Um, Go to the Facebook page over at uh, facebook.com slash modmodworld. Wow, look at look at you. Look at Ken's been listening to me say shit. <laughs> well, yeah. That's pretty good. Even I have a hard time not reading that off a card. You know, I just tried to picture it in my mind. I'm like, how, how do you get there without just clicking something? It's Facebook. <laughs> Uh, HTTP, you know, all that crap. <laughs> Slash Mod Mod World. It is Mod Mod World. Mr. Come join the yeah, come join the conversation. Be a virtual friend. Virtual. Yeah. 
All right. We, we don't want to meet you for real. Uh, we're not taking applications for friends right now in real life. But uh, come by the page. We'd love to see it. He's not wrong. Yeah. He seldom is. Uh, all right. Thank you very much for listening, folks. I'm Mr. Suave. And that's all I've got. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire I went down, 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 and the flames went higher And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire, the ring of fire I went down, 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 and the flames went higher And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire, the ring of fire The taste of love is sweet When hearts like ours meet I fell for you like a child But the fire went wild I fell into a burning ring of fire I went down, down, down And the flames went higher And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire I went down, down, down And the flames went higher And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire The ring of fire The ring of fire That was wonderful! Bravo! I loved that! Oh, it was great! Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away! Hey!